0: episode of CQP Moments. As always, I am your host, the Coupon Queen. Guys, I have an awesome, awesome guest today by the name of Karen, and she's going to tell us how to turn those low times into high times. So let's take a moment out, and I'll be right back with Karen. (music) So guys, like I was saying, I have Karen Beach and as she's told me, she's not that Karen. I'm not but... that Karen. I'm not that Karen. <laughs> so she is going to help us set some goals. You know, it's 2022 as someone also reminded me. We're not going to say 2022 because we've been saying 2020, 2021 and it hasn't seemed to work for us. You know, and as they say, What is it to be insane to do the same thing over and over and expect different results? So we're calling this 2022. So Karen, please introduce yourself to my listeners.
1: All right. All right. All right. That's my, what's that Matthew McConaughey or um, Kevin Hart, depending on who you talk to. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Um, I'm Karen Beach. I am a coach. I am a course creator. Um, Up until this weekend, I was a dog mom. Um, I'm a lot of things, but one of the things that I've always done is set goals. I'm really passionate about goal setting. So when I started my business, Beach Time Coaching, the first thing I wanted to do was create a a program on goal setting, because I have a methodology that absolutely works. So I asked people, um, do you set resolutions for the new year? And it's interesting that people from the 80s until now, in the 80s, it was 80% of some people set resolutions. Now it's like in the high 30s
0: and people say wait wait we dropped 50% seriously
1: yeah yeah people don't want to set goals and I think the reason or resolutions and the reasons I address in my course and one of them is because remember when you used to do resolutions back in the day and you used to have like 12 of them right um, right that's the wrong way to do it oh it is Yeah. You know, you're supposed to have a few serious goals. Franklin Covey did a study where it says, if you have one to two goals, you'll achieve one to two goals. If you have three to five goals, you'll achieve one to two goals. If you have seven or more, you won't achieve any of them.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Which explains why when I found my, um, one of my high school journals, I had half the same goals, the same goals that I had the year I found the journal. I had, yeah, so like losing weight was a goal. I didn't need to really lose weight when I was in high school. Now it's an issue, but back then it wasn't. You know, and then I had goals that were written very poorly or resolutions. Watch more news, read more. You know, what does that really mean?
0: Yeah, I think that's that's one of the things is that sometimes we get so vague or or how can I put it? what we're doing is attached to a certain situation or a certain person and we want to do something to impress that person or
1: okay that also gets to another part of my goal setting program it's my favorite part because in real life Mm -hmm. I cuss a lot and so this gets me close to cussing like professionally, I'm never gonna cuss a lot, but if you're, in the, if you're in the car in front of me and you're driving slow, you better believe I'm cussing you out. You better <laughs> believe I'm cussing you out. But, you know, I have a whole section called stop shitting on yourself. Ah. Because a lot of our goals are should goals and nobody accomplishes should goals. You know, I've yeah, lived in yeah, six I, I, different yeah. states as an adult. And my father was always telling me, you should get a house. You should get a house. But if I had a feeling inside of me that I wasn't going to live there long, why get a house?
0: Mm, you know, okay, and okay. if
1: I would have made that a goal it before... I got my house. Like, I live in Charlotte now. I've been in Charlotte 16 years. I could die in Charlotte. And I like it so much, it made sense to buy a house here. Okay. When I lived in Maryland, I knew I wasn't going to stay there. When I lived in California, I damn sure knew I wasn't going to stay there. (laughs) Okay. And buy a house? No. I mean, I lived on the cusp of the hood in Altadena, and houses were going for almost half a half a million dollars so no i'm not buying a house there
0: right 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 but
1: when i got to charlotte it made sense and now i'm in a house and i've been here for a while but you you have to get rid of your should goals because the other thing should goals do is that they are very big demotivators how so Well, if you don't really want to do it, you're not going to pay it. You're not going to put in the effort you need to do it. And let me give you an example. Weight loss. You feel like you should lose weight. But you don't feel like changing your eating habits. You don't feel like working out. So
0: Uh.
1: it's a should goal. Now, you're not going to accomplish it when you, it's on your goal list, but your weight has remained the same if you haven't gained weight and you feel like Mm. a bit of a failure because this is a goal. You said it was a goal, which means on a certain level, you thought it was important and you're not making progress on it. And so that will demotivate you when it comes to goals that you do want to achieve. Okay. So not it's important i give people permission to get rid of any should goals for a while weight loss for me was a should goal you know i'm not gonna stop eating mcdonald's i'm not that i I knew i wasn't i was turned over in bed and going back to sleep but when Mm -hmm. i made it a goal and i got serious about it and it was no longer a should goal I joined Weight Watchers. I started cooking my own food. I found exercises that I enjoyed so I could get up at six and work out. And in 2020, using my system, my getting the goal system, I lost 40 pounds.
0: Whoa, okay. You
1: know, and that, and all of that weight loss came after the lockdown, the quarantining, after all of that started.
0: And I think that was, that was the thing is, how can I put it? One, 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 one thing is because you and I spoke briefly before we started and you spoke about having those, let's talk about everything meetings, meaning that you have a support team, you have someone that you're just letting it go with. And they know what's kind of what's going, you may not let them know everything, but they kind of know what's going on with you, the things that you want them to know, they know what's going on with you. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, what happened with quarantine was, we gave ourselves, ourselves permission to let our support teams go
1: we gave ourselves permission to let our support teams go and we let ourselves completely off the hook in some instances because the last time there was a a pandemic Betty White wasn't even born right Right. So nobody has really lived through a pandemic. And so going through all this, people said it's new, it's different. I'm just going to give myself permission to do whatever. And mm-hmm. they did do whatever. And so you started hearing about the pandemic 15, the pandemic 20, people right, gaining weight right. because of the pandemic, people drinking more because of the pandemic. And that comes from kind of letting yourself go and giving yourself permission to let yourself
0: go. Right. Right. And, and, and I think that was that, that was my biggest thing was like, you know, sometimes, and, and this was even for myself. And one thing I do have to say is I extend to you, Karen is, you know, my condolences on your fur, your fur baby, Jake um my biggest thing is we how can I put it we allowed ourselves to do that and then even myself it was like you know there were things that were there before the pandemic and we just took it and ran with it well it's because of quarantine it's because of the pandemic it's because of this and a lot of it was there before but we kind of gave it permission during that time because it was easier if that makes sense
1: yeah I mean you had things you wanted to do and before the quarantine you had to come up with reasons why you weren't doing it after the right. quarantine, quarantine became the reason why you weren't doing it.
0: Right, I, right.
1: I right. can't do this because of it's a quarantine. I can't do that because it's a quarantine. I'm stressed because of the quarantine, so I have to drink more. I'm you know what I mean, right? I'm right. Stressed I, because of the quarantine. I need to order from DoorDash every day.
0: Right. It was like, you know, and, and, and cause I, 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 I've spoken about this on an episode a while ago and I, I told people, you know, these are COVID excuses. Right. You, know, no. you, you have COVID excuses. These are COVID excuses. In other words, there's something that you were doing before, but you really gave yourself that permission to say, eh, whatever.
1: Yeah. So, and, and like I said, like my, like you said, my dog died on Sunday and the pain is so real and it's so fresh and I could have used my dog dying as an excuse not to do I could have canceled this and said my dog died I can't I mean I was literally doing an ugly cry two hours ago but I'm like okay I need to stay focused I need to stay on top of things and look and change my perspective and look at the fact that I have a job and I have a job to do. The fact that I have interviews, the fact that I have my business to work on, to see those as blessings and not things that are getting in my way. Right, and a lot of times that's the first thing we need to do is make us shift in our perspective.
0: Ah, okay. So let's talk about this shift and shift in perspective, because a lot of times what you always hear people say is, "Well, you know, you need to change your environment," and people take this as hey, I need to run across the country or I need to backpack through several countries in order to do so. Is that necessary? No. Okay.
1: No, you can change your perspective mentally without leaving your house.
0: Mm, okay, let's talk about that. How, how can people do that? Because I, I know, you know, a lot of time we're stilted. And we think it has to be one way. So how do we do that?
1: You, I I would start by just sitting down and being grateful, being grateful for what you have and looking forward to using what is already at your disposal. A lot of times we think of things as being obstacles instead of blessings
0: okay wow you know
1: my my work is an obstacle well right now my work is what's keeping me sane Mm,
0: mm, okay so it's really how we're looking at it
1: it's how you're looking at it and it's easy to say, well, I need to change in environment. I need to move. I need to get rid of my husband. I need to do all this stuff. And really, you talked about COVID excuses. That's an excuse too. Because right. if it's something so big that you have to do something, then it's easy to come up with reasons why you can't. Right. Right. And you need to come up with reasons why you can and why you can. It's right there. When I lost weight, you know, my therapist, cause you know, <laughs> can you tell I'm kind of though? Um, my therapist said that, cause I was talking to her about weight loss and I'm like, I keep gaining weight and she's, and I said, and I've tried keto and I've tried, you know, atkins and um i was that honorary kid that you tell me i can't do something that's the only thing i want to do
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah okay i get it, I, I, get it I get it
1: and that has not changed in all these years so you tell me oh i can't eat pasta i'm gonna eat some pasta
0: uh, i mean
1: i gained weight just because i one of my co-workers was on keto and every time we went to lunch, you shouldn't eat that. You should eat that. Well, what do you think I was going to get from the cafeteria?
0: Exactly, exactly. I get it. I get it. And she said
1: something that literally changed my life. There are some people where restriction is motivating to them. Oh, I can't have this. That's good. I can't have this. I need to focus on that. And then there's people like me who respond well to enjoyment
0: right right
1: and when I knew when I really took weight loss off the should list and made it something I wanted to do I was like how do I do this how do I I mean I love cooking I'm a home cook so I need something that's going to let me cook
0: Uh, and let me cook
1: a variety of foods you know i'm 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 not running anywhere it was running raining the other day and i literally walked to my car i said i'm not i don't run nowhere i run bath water so if you tell me (laughs) i have to run that ain't happening
0: right right
1: remember i told you i cussed Yeah. You about to get cussed out. Tell me I'm running.
0: (laughs) Tell me I'm running
1: somewhere. So, but I love
0: dance. Ah, okay.
1: I love boxing and kickboxing. So I lost weight because I cooked food that I enjoyed eating and I ended up going to Weight bunchers because for me, I'm like, you're telling me I can eat whatever I want to in moderation.
0: Right, of right, right.
1: And you have this huge um, collection of recipes so I can make good tasting food that worked for me. Um, okay. I found some Latin dance aerobics um, I found some kickboxing. I joined, um, I love kickboxing. I went down there a couple times a week and I lost weight doing what I enjoyed.
0: Okay, wow.
1: And that made a difference to me. So I encourage people to find enjoyment. Okay. And you might enjoy keto. I mean, I'm, I'm a home cook. You know, I'm going to put a hamburger. I'm going to, you know, slow cook some onions for an hour so I can get my them nice and caramelized. I wish I would put that on a piece of lettuce. <laughs> That's not happening. So I found what works for me is responding to what I enjoy. And that doesn't work for everybody. My friend that was on keto is the type of person who needs a bit of restriction. If you give her everything, she's gonna take advantage of everything.
0: Now I
1: can go ahead and say, okay, I can have a half cup of Nick's ice cream for three points, two points. I can just eat that half cup and be fine. Not everybody can do that, but not everybody can live that restrictive life either. Right. So you have to find what works for you. The other thing that I think is important, and we talked about this a little bit before we started as well, is you need to figure out who's on your team.
0: Right right because that 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 is really important if you have two team two roles you're
1: gonna have two different teams Mm. and even if the same person is on both teams they might have a different role on each team
0: okay okay they
1: might Yeah. I mean my best friend down here who was with me when um Jake died She's a great friend, but her idea of working out is parking in the back of the parking lot when we go into happy hour to order drinks and appetizers.
0: <laughs> oh, she, she wants to do the extra walk to the restaurant.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll park in the back and we'll walk into like that's going to magically get rid of like 800 calories. (laughs) So she's not on my weight loss team.
0: Right. Right. And I, I, yeah, I I think that's, that's, that's a good point to mention.
1: Yeah. I mean, but she can um, stretch a dollar as far as you want it to go. She is amazing with money
0: right wow
1: saving money getting out of debt is my goal she's at the top of my list
0: wow and I think that's one thing because that was something that I was really really thinking about this weekend is one thing we all need to remember is Sometimes your best friend has another best friend because you brought it up with, you know, there are, there's more than one team. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you, if you know your person, your, your go-to person has more than one team, that means they have another set of friends that they may not have introduced you to. So sometimes you have to be okay with your best friend, having another best friend that doesn't involve you. So, yeah. So here here is something I have to ask you about goals, because we were always taught this one size fits all thing. You know, you have your long-term goal and you have your short-term goal and your long-term goal is like 10 years out. Like they're asking, and you know, I know you probably remember this. You're like in fifth grade and your teacher's like, well, where do you see yourself in 10 years? And you're like, I don't know. Not thinking that half of that is already going to be spent in high school, or even in middle school and high school. So you've gotten through your pretty much your ten years because you're not thinking that far ahead. But you know they're trying to get you to set these goals, and you can barely—you've just gotten barely to the point where you can spell "goal" in the fifth grade. Right. Let's 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 be real, but. We've have got this thing, and it's like, well, what's your long term goal and your short term goal? And you know, I I've come to notice that people almost have this script that they're spilling out of their mouths, where it's like, oh, my goal is da 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 da, and it's like, okay, and you ask this another person, and it's almost the same thing, not quite verbatim but it's like, why does everybody have the same goal? Like, what is going on here? And, and so I'm wondering, are we being programmed to think there's a cookie cutter version of goals or should we feel free to set our own?
1: I'm, uh, when, you, when people would ask me that question Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Where do you want to be? My answer was always the same. And they never liked my answer. And they were like, where do you want to be? And my answer was happy.
0: Oh, girlfriend. Okay. I thought I was the only one that got popped for that question. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I want to be happy wherever I I am,
1: whatever I'm doing, I want to be happy. And, you know, it's like, to get real personal, because, you know, my dog died, so I'm kind of raw right now. My mother died when I was 15, and she was very sick from the time I was 13 to 15. And what that does for you is it makes you realize that you don't have all the time in the world. Right. Right. So you better use the time that you have. She died when she was 44. Mm. And you you don't have all the time in the world. So you better do what you need to do, what you have to do. You cannot let life take control of you. You have to take control of it. Okay. And A lot of times when people say things like, oh, well, I want to do this, I want to do that, you know, I need to do this. It's you're doing what, if you're living your life based on what someone else wants you to do, someone else thinks you should do, you're doing yourself a huge disservice.
0: and that's that's the thing that's the thing but yeah girlfriend welcome to the club you don't know I got pulled in the in the the principal's office for saying I wanted to be happy as a goal I I I think my mother popped me a couple of times for saying I wanted to be happy as a goal so yeah I get it I get it and it's not something that people want to hear no
1: and the reason why they don't you really want to get really deep, you want to jump off that cliff is because they're not.
0: Yeah, I realize And they
1: didn't make being happy a priority. And so now they're just getting by. I mean, I'm old and I'm pretty much beyond the age to have kids and everything. And I don't have any. And a lot of people kids are where they find their enjoyment that matters to them more than anything but me because of my mother I was running around just doing stuff just because I wanted to do stuff and that that was my priority when I was in LA I was in LA for two years because I wanted to try my hand
0: at screenwriting which okay, let's let's not say try your hand at screenwriting. Girlfriend wrote a script and Danny Glover <laughs> started it. Like she's being real humble, like oh I just wanted to try and
1: it just kind of maybe happened. I mean like that that just happened and it, the reason why it happened is I was in this minority screenwriters program. The woman that was my mentor wanted to direct something and she had run Danny Glover's production company. So she sent him the script and he was like, yeah, I'll do it. And so I met Danny Glover and it took everything within me to not tell him, everybody says my dad looks just like you. (laughs) It does say my dad looks like Danny Glover. People, my dad signed a picture. I don't know why my dad autographed a picture for me, but he did and it was at my job and people were like oh my gosh you have an autographed picture of Danny Glover I'm like no that's an autographed picture of my dad but when you <laughs> but you you I just wanted to experience life
0: right and when right. I
1: look back at my life I wouldn't change it
0: right because well, where well, a lot okay. of people
1: live with well, what would have happened if exactly. I don't have those? I just went ahead and did
0: it. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I And I have to applaud you for that because you guys know I always look up stuff. So with her like, oh, I wanted to try my hand at screenwriting. Like, girlfriend, you wrote a whole script and Danny Glover was in your production. Like, I cannot say that. I don't know how many people can say that. So, I yeah.
1: also was on, um, uh, a, a, what was it? Who wants to be a millionaire?
0: Yeah, and won, guys, she won. So, yeah, the, uh, the fact that
1: my non saving ass is in a house right now is because of that show. Because,
0: but, but I you did it, and, and I think I, that's the thing I love. I think that's the thing that drew me to you is that you. Did it. You went for it. You were not afraid. And it was like one of those things of it's kind of like I tell people all the time: if someone, if you ask someone and they say no to you, guess what? You're not any lower than you were before. You're still in the same spot. So I, I love the fact that you went for it, knowing that you would still be in the same spot, but you were not inspired to stay, just stay there and not do anything.
1: And see, here's the thing Like when I went on, who wants to be a millionaire? I literally have a mind filled with useless information. I'm probably one of the few nerds, you know, that actually looks forward to Jeopardy every night at seven o'clock. I'm in front of the TV, (laughs) normally with my dinner answering questions on Jeopardy, but I I have a, a brain full of useless knowledge. And I said to myself, if I can ever get on the show where I'm the only contestant and I have multiple choice questions so I can work through it, I'll go on a game show. And I had just moved wow. to Charlotte and was living in my apartment and commercial came on for during Who Wants to be a Millionaire? And they were like, we're coming to Charlotte to audition. What? I went to work the next day, I told my boss, I said, they're coming to Charlotte, I'm going to go. And my boss said she was going to come too. But everything happened. She's like, well, so-and-so needed this, so I didn't go. You have to prioritize things. The right. issue that she had, this woman had, could have been resolved within an hour I got up early I was in the first group I was at work by 10
0: wow wow and okay you brought up a very valid word and I will be honest with you as a kid I hated this word prioritize and I will tell you guys why I hated this word it was because it had such a bad connotation to me In other words, it always meant that I was doing something wrong. And I didn't realize it was just because I wasn't doing things the way people wanted me to. And that's where I went wrong. It wasn't necessarily that I was doing things improperly. It was just that though, the way they wanted me to do it wasn't the way I was doing it.
1: Here's the thing about priorities. People say you need to get your priorities in hat, in order.
0: Your priorities are yours. Oh, wait, say that again for the people in the back, because I, I need some folk to hear that. Your priorities
1: are yours. And if you get your priorities in order, they might not be the same order that your parents wanted them in. They may not be in the same order that your boss wanted them in, but they need to be in an order that relates to you. Right,
0: right. And that that is my point. That is my point.
1: That's people will say, you know, my family, well, you need to get your priorities in order. Well, your priority is me moving back to Cleveland, finding some dude and having a bunch of babies. My priority is moving around, doing these things that I've always dreamed about and making a life out of it. I have friends Mm. from all over this country because of the experiences I've had. Now uh, for my best friend is still in Cleveland and she has a great husband and she has great kids and she's very happy. That wouldn't have been me. Right. And I knew that from a young age. I my father will tell you. I knew when you were 8 you weren't going to stay in Cleveland.
0: Wow.
1: You know, and it's like, I have to see the world. I've been in South Africa and I've seen elephants right outside my car window.
0: Whoa, that is like phenomenal.
1: I've gone to London and been hit on by an absolute idiot who tried to tell me about American geography.
0: Oh my gosh, really?
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, you're trying to tell me that like Wisconsin is on the east coast.
0: Oh my gosh. Oh my- and I'm
1: like, hate to be the one to tell you, but it's not.
0: Exactly. And he
1: says you're very beautiful, babe, but you're not very you're not that sharp.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: And I'm sitting next to a guy that's from um what to the north of us? Canada. He's from Canada. And he and I are looking at each other like, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) So, but these are the types of experiences I've wanted to have all my life.
0: Right, right.
1: So for me, it's worth it to do other things. And I, you know, I called my best friend and we're still friends because even though our lives have taken different Directions, we've grown and matured in the same way.
0: Right, right.
1: And that doesn't always happen with
0: friendships. And and that's the good thing is that you guys can tell that you are really friends, which is awesome. That is awesome.
1: Yeah, and I mean, and, and we really are, but our lives couldn't be any different.
0: Wow, wow. So, how, okay. How do people go about identifying, one, what their priority is, and two, what their immediate goal is?
1: Well, you know your priorities because you know what drives you, what gets you up in the morning, what gets you moving, what motivates you. Those are your priorities. And when you look at your goals, where, I mean, when you take my course, the first part of it has nothing to do with setting goals. We blast to the past and we go to the future. And when I go blast to the past, I'm not saying, you know, you're going to a therapist. Well, it started when I was five years old. No, we're not going back that far. We're going back the last year or two. What has worked out for you? Okay. And I asked that question, what's worked for you? You know, and it could be something as big as moving across country. It could be something as small as deciding, get your nails done every two weeks, but what have you done? And then we spend several minutes have music so you're writing for several minutes and then i ask, okay what had to happen to make those good things happen Mm, you know what did you have to say to yourself what decisions did you have to make how did your thinking have to change to make those things happen and then we take a little less time and we look at the other thing, what negative things happened and what did you have to do or think to get those things to happen?
0: Okay. And the
1: reason why I do that is because you want to know what you need to think to get your success. And then, the, then we get back in the time machine and we go forward a year. I'm like, it's exactly one year from today. What does your life look like? Where
0: uh, are you working?
1: Where do you live? What do you look like? Who are you with? And then we take a first pass at goals. Okay, what goals would you have to have to make this come true?
0: Okay, okay.
1: This this year in the future, what would you have to have happen? You know, and then I talk about what I like to call golden goals and golden goals are goals that have like a positive, think of a stack of golden dominoes. When you knock one over, the rest of them fall. Okay. Okay. So if my goal is to lose 40 pounds, 40 more pounds. Okay. I got a lot of weight to lose. Well, my goal is just lose more weight. As I've gained weight, my confidence level has gone down. As I started to lose weight, my confidence started going up. So Um. if I hit my goal weight, one could say that my confidence would be up. I'd be more likely to do more dating. Um, I might meet somebody. Um, My spending might be a little out of control because now I can shop where I want to shop, but that's, (laughs) that's something I have to work on. Right. Right. But, you know, my health would be better. You know, I would, I could go to the doctor and I probably wouldn't have high cholesterol. You know, I'm, I'm pretty good health, but if I've gained weight, I could have high blood pressure, high cholesterol. As I lose weight, those numbers would probably be more bearable. So I have better health, I have more confidence, I'm dating more, I'm putting myself up for more speaking engagements because I have more confidence. You see how that's a golden goal? Because uh, now, yes. because I've lost weight, I have all these other great things that are happening. Okay. So, When you start thinking about your goals, start thinking about the goals that would have the biggest impact.
0: Ah, okay.
1: And when you think about it that way, you don't need to have 10, 12 goals. You just need to have a couple in our program, my program, um, we do three goals. You should really do one or two goals at a time, okay. but by having three, you've got one on tap that you can start working on as soon as you reach one of your other two goals.
0: Oh, okay. Cause I was going to say, well, if you have, if you should only be working on two, I have three, but now that makes sense. Right. You have a goal, you know, on tap that you can start
1: working on once you've achieved one of your other two. And you can achieve them because with my system, you have a team for each goal. Who's there for emotional support? Who's there with information and knowledge that you need? Um, What resources do you need? For me, Weight Watchers has been a huge resource for me losing weight. Okay. You know, and then the other thing that people don't think about, but they should,
0: is plan B's. Hmm. What do you mean by plan B's?
1: I mean, everybody thinks about a goal as you're starting at point A and there's a straight line and then you get to point B. Goal setting doesn't work that way. You start off at point A and then you make progress and then you have a setback and then you make progress. You get past where you got before and then you have another setback you turn around something happens so what are the things that are most likely to happen you can't think of everything
0: right I mean
1: there is no way you could have told me last Thursday that my dog was going to die on Sunday there there was nothing to give me that but if Let's say you're losing weight, you're getting up and you're doing a workout you like, and then you get the flu and you're out of commission for about two weeks. You're tired, you're grumpy, you're achy. How do you get back into that routine that you had before?
0: Ah, okay.
1: You know, you're saving money and you're doing really well. And then your car breaks down and it's costing you a lot of money now you that's a setback what's going to get you back into the program that you were in before what will you do what will you think who can help you
0: Mm, okay okay
1: and then of course we have steps you know if you want to go back to school You've got a deadline for applications. You want to look into um, funding and finding money for school. You have a lot of steps. But the last thing I encourage people to do is develop a reward system.
0: Okay. To keep
1: you motivated. And in the reward system, I talk about your final goal, but then what are some milestone goals along the way? Um, A milestone goal, if you're trying to go back to school, might be you've gotten all your applications in. Another milestone is you've applied for Pell Grants and you've applied for so many um, scholarships. So have a milestone goal I hit this milestone. I'm going to celebrate by taking myself out to dinner, buying myself a nice pair of earrings. Okay. What are you going to do? And then what are you going to do when you ultimately reach your goal? Okay. Okay. And those are the things that regular goal setting doesn't think about who's on your team, what are your resources, what are your plan B's because you want to think about your plan B's before it happens.
0: Right. You do, you do, you
1: know, and your, what are your rewards going to be? You know, those, so if you have that, if you have that in place, you see why it's easier to reach your goal
0: right because it it does it does make a lot a lot of sense And, and I think that that the whole milestone thing like you said we don't do that in regular goal setting it's you know you're from point a to point b you don't think about all those little dots along the way
1: Right. And those stats along the way need to be commended. They need to be acknowledged. They need to be celebrated. Don't wait until the end of the road to celebrate.
0: Right, right, right. right. Wow. Wow. Okay. So Karen, where can everybody find your course or get in contact with you? Um, they can go through my website
1: beachtimecoaching.com and i call it beach time because whether you're taking a course whether you're coaching with me you're learning and learning should be fun what's more fun than a day at the beach exactly it's also my last name which makes it easier <laughs> but that as you go to beachtimecoaching.com there's a banner across the top that will take you to getting to goal I talk about some of the stuff I talked about here, and it's just, I'm enthusiastic about it because I've seen it work for me Um, when I started my podcast, um, Fun, Feisty, Fabulous, almost five years ago. I didn't know, my undergrad degree is in journalism, so when I heard about podcasting, I'm like, okay, maybe this is something I can do, so. On my team were people that had done podcasting before that I had met and that said they'd help me. And they helped me get my equipment together. They helped me put my show together, think through titles, all of that. And then I had my best friend for emotional support. While this Ooh. was happening, I, I lost my job. Oh wow. And so it became like, why do I even want to bother doing this right now? I got other things to do. And she's like, you know, it's not really taking you that much time. You need to put yourself in something positive. And it it worked out. So I have my team, my technical people there, as well as my emotional support. Um, I have my milestones. I'm going to order this equipment, and then I'm going to celebrate by writing, doing my first video. That's how I'm going to celebrate getting my equipment, or whatever, however I'm going to celebrate. But I ended up releasing my podcast exactly according to my schedule. Because I had that team of people there, because I knew what resources I needed, And, you know, I was celebrating my milestones along the way and it worked for me, you know, as far as weight loss, it worked for me.
0: Right. Right.
1: So it's, it, it works because you're not alone. Okay. You have a plan for when things go off track and I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer, but life happens so prepare for it Uh, Ah,
0: and celebrate your success and I think that's I think that's one of the biggest things Karen is we realize that life happens but then we're afraid to celebrate our successes and and I think that 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 is where we need to get to to be able to celebrate so yeah Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for coming on. And thank you for just being you and traveling and talking to strange people who don't know where Wisconsin is. But yes, thank you. Can I
1: share one? Can I leave you with one last story? Because one of the things I'm really passionate about is people being kind to one another. Sure. And so I woke up on the Sunday, a couple Sundays ago. It was after Christmas. And I said, something said, go to the Waffle House. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'll go to the Waffle House. I have my scattered, covered, whatever, hash browns. So as I'm sitting there, I'm looking at this couple who's looking at everybody else in the Waffle House. And for some reason, they caught my attention. Well, they got up to leave and the guy pulls out literally wads of cash. And he gave, and each one was wrapped up with a rubber band. There had to be at least a thousand dollars in each one.
0: Oh, wow. And he gave
1: one to each cook and to each waitress. Wow. The waitresses were crying. I was crying. You know, one of the cooks ran out from the back and gave a guy a hug. I mean, it was powerful. But in 2022, what we need to do is to be more ni- nicer to people. Yes and to be more compassionate. And I put it on my Facebook and people were like, well, I don't have a lot of money. I wish I did. I'm like, you don't need a lot of money. You can give someone a smile. You can give someone a compliment. You can put an extra dollar or two for a tip. You can, you know, acknowledge that homeless person. Even if you don't Mm -hmm. give them money, look them in the eye and say, good morning. Instead of acting like they're not there, right? But be be alert to ways of being kind. And that story had dealt with money, but it doesn't necessarily mean money.
0: No, it doesn't. It doesn't. That All
1: is- right, that was it for me. So, that's- and then go to beach time coaching and be kind to a coach that's starting a business. <laughs>
0: definitely definitely so guys all of her information will be in the show notes of course you won't miss a thing karen it has been amazing having you on and thank you for being you yourself and being authentic
1: this has been great thank you so much and then if you want to stop by my show fun feisty fabulous another shame
0: shameless plug well, it, you guys heard it. Fun, feisty, fabulous. So thank you so much, Queen Ben. Thank you for coming on. So, guys. I hope that you realize that Karen Beach is not that Karen. And I really hope that you are getting the gems she was dropping because, oh, my goodness. All of our information is in the show notes, so of course you won't miss a thing. But guys, as always, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and happy shopping.
1: Hi, this is Michelle Miller from Mentors on the Mic podcast, and you're listening to Coupon Queen Pin.